How about you start? I'm going to get a bass guitar. A bass guitar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, a like a like a bass. I don't think you need to say bass guitar. I think if <laughs> I, I, like if you say if you said I'm going to play bass, I wouldn't immediately think of classical stand-up bass. I would think of No, I'm just going to get a huge ass bass drum. I mean, uh, you could get a kick and, and I just fucking go, piss dun, off my dun, neighbors. Dun, 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 dun. And then you get uh, double pedals. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> no, um, Tom, Tom, our old friend from uh, our last job. Yes. Uh, he has a bass guitar. <laughs> what kind of bass guitar? Uh, I don't know. Um, but I gave him my acoustic guitar. And that one I do know. It was an Ibanez. Does he have a Fender? I don't know. Okay. It what you it belonged to Don. Okay. One of our other coworkers. Oh, Don Don's a good John Don's really good. Yes, and Don actually now works at Guitar Center. Shoutouts to Don. Oh, this episode sponsored by so Guitar that, Center. So that means you're probably getting uh probably, probably getting a good bass. Something good. Yeah. Um but it was damaged in Don's house fire. Ooh. Uh so to like help raise money after Don's house fire. He sold a bunch of his stuff, and a bunch of people at our old job bought some of it, and Tom bought his bass, and he, like, cleaned it up real good, and, like, was able to restore it. It was, he said it was, it looked like a a bass-shaped piece of charcoal when he got it, but, like, it was just, like, soot and stuff that was stuck to it, but he, like, cleaned it up. It works and everything. That's Uh, He was like, it works really well. It still reeks of smoke, Uh, and they named it Smokey. Oh, uh, and I, I gave him my acoustic and they're loving it. And then I just randomly brought up, I forgot he even had this. I was like, I want to, I feel like playing bass. Like I keep hearing songs and like the part that I'm playing in my head, you ever like listen to a song and you're like air drumming or air guitaring or whatever. Yes. I find myself air basing more and more. Okay. So, okay. so I, t- cool. I told him that and he was like, take mine. Okay. I was going to say like, I... I do that with all the parts, but I also played in bands, so right. I know like to. Uh, I want to deconstruct it. Like my favorite thing to deconstruct is, um, like walking bass lines or yeah. the uh, harmonies when yeah. I hear vocals. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, those to me are the the most. Oof. Like when when you hear a five to ten part harmony, oof. it's insane because they they always mix it so well you don't really notice it. It just sounds glorious. But then if you just pay attention to each one, oh, it's so good. Zach Brown Band just smashes those just smashes um, vocal harmonies yeah oh yeah. god so good you know what i think of like a band that, that like i love their vocal harmonies green day really oh yeah you listen to like their old stuff mike dirt killing it with those harmonies so not bad granted it's two person harmonies not bad well but, they could still layer them yeah you can still like at least on the recording yeah maybe not live well, that's cool um do you have a specific style that's that's inspiring you to play bass album song artist i'm just feeling it (laughs) so what i've been listening to a lot is like just a random mixed bag of stuff a lot of talking heads recently okay uh gorillas uh just like rock stuff but i'm feeling it like i want to play that breakdown of uh the chain by fleetwood mac okay when like all the music cuts out and it's just the bass solo Mm, i want that all right i want to pluck it with my fingies there's uh there there's it's very easy to fall into the bass trap with music where you just play the root note of whatever the current chord is Mm. which isn't the worst thing but i feel like the 
the best bass players with modern like top 40 music mm-hmm. they have a great way of accentuating uh the melody and not yeah. just not just playing along to the rhythm but yeah, accentuating exactly. it yeah um my favorite example of this has always been uh Coheed and cambria just killer killer style of being able to keep it almost simple at first but then you start paying attention to her and it's just holy shit the groove yeah that he finds with the drummer is yeah, just yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. tight it's it's awesome yeah it's that's like great. that that bassy shit that i'm into <laughs> nice well good for you man i'm happy you're picking it up as i as you can if you haven't noticed there's a guitar in every room now yeah <laughs> so <laughs> literally every room uh, there's one downstairs there's one in the in my bedroom there's one in this room and yeah. there's yeah yeah. In case you have the urge in any room that you're in, yep, <laughs> I will pick this one up. <laughs> That's literally what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, last morning, actually, it was, I was so happy because I was just sitting down while my uh, girlfriend was watching TV. And I got the urge. Fuck yeah. <laughs> pick it up. Just nice. go ahead and play. It, just, it was, and it was so nice just to, and I remember I was just picking at it and I was just going, wow, I haven't just done this at free will in quite some time yeah you know because i don't believe with an electric guitar you need to plug in it plug it in for yeah. the sound yeah that is the defining characteristic of the guitar but just the idea of playing it by itself is totally yep. enough uh so speaking of which what about uh actually first of all <laughs> when you said you have a guitar in every room i was like hey i'm about to have a bass in every room in my apartment because i essentially live in a studio oh very cool <laughs> very cool but uh with bass, electric bass, do you think I'll need to like plug it in to like? Depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah, we'll find it along the way. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no, you 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 technically don't. If it's quiet enough in the room, yeah. Like I wasn't playing guitar to hear myself really. I was doing it just to get the, just to practice my technique. Yeah, just uh, like I was stretch doing, out your fingers. Just to just work on dexterity stuff. I was working on uh, scales. I was just working on stuff I haven't touched in a while. I'm um, working on bends trying to nice. get the right bends um trying to get the right attack angle on my finger because i've always done shitty angles hmm. um a lot of people start with the pad yeah which is actually wrong you want the fingertip the tip yeah tip so a lot of people will do will flat finger stuff on guitar and that was my problem when i play guitar and you hit other strings because yeah, my other fat strings. fingers would hit other strings not to mention that's a really soft spot so that's that's that a lot of people it hurts them the most by doing that yeah but if you do this mm, and you attack ball. it with your fingertips it's yeah. a lot more precise and you can you have a lot more room actually to do weird chords yeah so i was working on attack angles i was going back to scale work and just like ascending descending stuff just to get my uh dexterity back just and it was fun staying limber just staying fluid on it like it's weird because i it's just it's very easy to fall to routine and i did that i think for maybe five years straight where i picked up a guitar and i would just play a routine of things or do a routine of things mm. and it's because it's more fun to play stuff and just fuck around than it is to practice yeah you know it's more fun to play the game than it is to practice for the game you're right <laughs> so uh that's the beauty i find with having no amp when I play electric guitar, because when I don't hear the sound, I don't have an inclination to like kick on distortion and play some chords or do some kind of fucking solo lead because, you know, it's got a good gain or try to find the perfect crunch, like a 1960s, 70s crunch, you know, uh, out of like an overdrive channel. It's it's easy to fall into the trap of just having fun with it. Yeah. And without it, it's like, nope, I can just feel the guitar and just hear it. And right. it's just like me. The, the basics the essentials yeah like, it's just nope this is me doing stuff and also i went through this weird weird phase and i wish i talked about it with stav when i did the coho show with him 
Uh, I went from always playing with picks, hard picks to be specific, because yep. I would always like attack the guitar with it, <laughs> to finger picking hmm. a lot. Interesting. Like now when like, I pick with up electric, a, yeah. And now when I pick up a pick, it's super weird, huh. <laughs> which is crazy because I learned on a pick. Yeah. And now I stopped and I haven't touched it in a while, and it's just it's just really weird. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird. I when I did like play guitar in like high school and stuff like that, I would finger pick but mostly out of laziness because i couldn't find my pick <laughs> that so helps i would do it with like my fingernail <laughs> yeah that's all you need that's all you need yeah that i'm excited to uh fuck around with it we can jam maybe <laughs> it'll be a few weeks and months <laughs> just a few days yeah i'm uh, i'm excited to uh my work schedule might be getting pushed back a little bit so i'll have more time in the morning when my girlfriend isn't home to just diddle around see that's why it's cool when it's unplugged because you can just play it while they're while your significant other or somebody's doing something yeah and it's not annoying anybody because mm-hmm. it's so quiet let me ask you this i don't have an amp and neither does tom so he's always like messed around with the ampless i have like a speaker system like i have an amp for my record player that goes into like stand-up speakers mm-hmm. do you think i'd be able to plug it into that or does it need to be like a guitar <laughs> amp um if you just want to amplify the sound technically you probably could because you can go straight into pa systems with the bass yeah and just output your sound yeah because uh we've done that live before when i was playing in bands like they would just put the bass directly into the pa interesting and just say fuck the amp <laughs> so we don't have to mix it we can just control the bass directly yeah from the board uh wherever the sound room was or the sound guy the sound booth was um you could you could uh i think it depends on my uh like the stereo setup to see if it depends a lot on that but i mean the other thing you could do which a lot of people do especially when they're bedroom guitarists or uh bedroom musicians Mm -hmm. is that you can just get a quarter inch conversion and go straight into your computer go into garage band add amplifiers and just play with effects right through there interesting or if you want headphones or something yeah or if you want, I can bring in, I can, you can just take one of my uh, USB audio interfaces. You just plug the bass into the USB audio interface and that's just a quote unquote input for GarageBand. Interesting. And now you have a track huh. and you can just say, I want to be, I want to sound like, you know, Beatles version of, of, of a, a bass amp. Wow. And just click, 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 no reverb, no delay, and then just play it. That I will look into. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, that's it's super easy. It's because then easy. like I got headphones in, so it's essentially like my according to my girlfriend, I'm not playing with an amp. Yeah, I mean, cool. like you're sitting right next to my amp. That, yeah, it's uh, the size of me. That's actually my smaller version Jesus. of what I used to play with. I used to, I still have the Marshall 1968 4x12 slanted cab, and that was a lot bigger and a lot. It's, it was a much bigger pain in the ass, but I love the sound because it was super punchy. Yeah. I got tired of it, and I also stopped playing as much distorted rock stuff, mm-hmm. and I wanted something, like, creamier and, and softer, more rounder mm-hmm. with the sound. And You're I, describing me. Yeah. I went to uh, Two Rock, and that's a Two Rock 2x12 two uh, semi-open back. So if you look at the back, there's closed oh, yeah. back and open back. So open back amps is when the back of the amp doesn't have, a like, a... I'm sorry, the back of the cab doesn't have a um, opening. So it's just you can see the speakers. Yeah, I can see it. Um, well, no, that's the amp. You can't see the cab. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. But the, then you have closed back cabs. Like my Marshall 4x12 is a closed back, mm-hmm. so you can't see anything. And it's just a solid back. And that just resonates the sound differently when it angles it out. Mm. So there's a lot of different styles. Neat. But that head is actually 
that that head is um that that has that head that that guitar amp head is the equivalent of me having a uh, like a supercharger <laughs> on my Subaru. It's it's cool. <laughs> It's a bit much. Do you know what a, uh, the supercharger is? The thing no. That, you ever see a muscle car with the block <laughs> oh, that yeah, sticks yeah, yeah. out of the hood with the flaps? That. Yeah, that's basically what that is. Uh, it's extremely unnecessary for what I do. Nice. Um, and I honestly should have gone with an orange, uh, which is a brand. I was looking at Marshall Mesa Boogies because I love the low end of the of the Vectifier series by Mesa Boogie. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at Marshalls. And the Marshalls I loved because I loved the crunch of them. But I remember the time frame I was looking at guitar amps, Marshalls were beginning to produce crap. Mm. So I didn't want to invest into a crap version of something I liked, like the, the what is it, the JDM models, I believe they were called. So I was looking at Mesa Boogie, but Mesa Boogie was super overpriced. Um, and I didn't need a triple wreck. A double wreck would have been fine. But I was looking at the Rectifier series. And then I went with this because this was more unique. Um, it was a that's a boutique amp, so that was made out of a guy's garage. Really? Yeah, like they don't make like that handmade. Yeah, like that's not made anymore. Oh, that's wow. that was made from some guy's garage. Jesus. And uh, it's really really cool. Um, I think it's pretty versatile. I don't like the fact it's a single channel. You see how there's only one row of knobs. Yep. That means those settings for one channel, like my clean channel, carry over to my distorted channel, my dirty uh, channel. So if I have a really good clean, it could fuck up my dirty. If I have a really good dirty, it could fuck up my clean. So that's my big gripe with this, and also it is way above a hundred, a uh, hundred watts. It's rated as a hundred watt amp head, mm. which is already fucking overkill. Yeah, and I had the two. I had this like fixed by a guitar shop, like an amp shop, down in Southern Connecticut. Mm. And when I went to pick it up, when the guy called me, and it was done. I was like, "So it's all good?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I took care of it." He goes, "Just a side note, man, because I had to test it." And he goes. <laughs> This is not a hundred watts. I was like, it's not a hundred watts. I was like, you sure? He goes, no, 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 it's way above a hundred watts. He was like, dude, I played it at one, at, like the volume. It yeah. goes one to ten. He's like, I played it at one, and I was blowing the shop out. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I always thought it was like a little overpowered. He's like, dude, there's a fucking channel. There's actually a switch in the back that adds like like more decibels Jesus. to your output. And he goes, I don't know why the fuck that's there. You don't need that. It's already <laughs> off and it's too loud. I don't know why the fuck that was made. I was like, I don't know. And he said, uh, I forget because I don't know amp technology that well, but I remember him telling me he liked how this was modeled after old school Marshalls where Mm -hmm. the wiring was so straightforward. Um, He was like, this is a really well done amp. You did a good job finding it. I was like, thanks. I was afraid it was going to be like just a random name that I thought would be good. And he was like, no, 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 you got a good amp. He was like, it requires a lot of babying to make it sound the exact way, but it's very versatile in, in what it can do. Yeah. It's a pretty good amp. Cool. Like, thanks. But in reality, I could have gotten by with like a 60-watt orange head, which would have been half the size of that. Sorry, I just ranted a lot about music. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's very that. interesting. Sorry. And I have a visual one foot away from my face. So, <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean... I never talk about music stuff, really. So sorry, I just <laughs> no, that unleashed. Was I was I was genuinely interested. Nice, I didn't nice. have anything to add because I have <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. we'll I'll be talking about my 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 bass adventures soon. Bass guitar, cool. Just cool. to specify, if I'm going to give you any advice, yes, please don't do what I did. Oh, okay, I won't. And that is um, research and start off practicing the the proper technique like look it up online 
because if you just pick up the base there, I'm gonna play base and just hit stuff. Yeah, you're you're planting seeds just by throwing them in the wind, and it's it it as somebody who's still trying to break foundational problems. Yeah, you will be better off if you take the time uh, to sit there and fucking focus and be like, I'm supposed to. If I'm gonna finger pick, my thumb rests here, my wrist goes here. Got I'm it. supposed yeah. to pluck like this. My fingers attack like this. I I press and slide like this. Yeah. This. If you just go, if you just start doing shit to it, like <laughs> I want to do slap at the base, like you're gonna fuck up. And five years from now, if you're still playing, you're gonna have a lot of problems and difficulty yeah. when the, you don't Got need it. to have it. Um, yeah, I uh, I will do that. Because I definitely would have made the same mistake yeah. as you did. Because it's, just it's, it up cause it's so fun around. to just pick it up and play. Yeah. And just like try to learn songs and stuff yeah. like that and play along with songs. That's one of the... F- That's such a fun feeling. Yeah, exactly. I used to come home from middle school and high school, put music, put, turn up my shitty computer speakers, plug in my guitar, <laughs> and play along to my favorite songs. Nice. And it was so fun. Yeah, like, yeah, especially yeah. once That's you, what I used to do in like high school with my guitar. Yeah, once you get the timing down, it's so fun to feel like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just like oh. Awesome. Um I w- got to actually watch back when we used to go to uh Main Pub to watch Steve Summers play. Uh like in between songs, he was just like messing around, he was doing like a audio check or whatever with the sound guy and he was just playing random gar- like w- not even consciously playing anything. Yeah. And he played something that he recognized and I recognized, but he didn't know what he was playing. And I figured it out before him and I watched him get there. He like accidentally started playing the first part of the breakdown from the chain by Fleetwood Mac. And I watched him like figure out where the notes are for the rest of it. Yeah. The boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> no, Steve's good. Steve, uh, Steve is like from what I've seen, I've never jammed with him, but just watching him play because I've seen him play a bunch too. Yeah. He's he's got a really good like natural basis gift like to rhythm. Yeah, yeah. It just well just his uh he's just super chill about it. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to attack the bass like some people do. Mm-hmm. Um he just can fucking sit there and groove with it and yeah, it's really he's cool cuz he's got really good he's got pretty good technique and he's got a really good ear for bass. Yep. So, yeah. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Like I used to love going like to like watch all the open mic people that would pop up but uh, him in between other people's sets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's like good. That. He's good. He's, he's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So last time we recorded. Yes. Segway. Segway. We finished. And as you were doing your audio mixing stuff on the computer, I pulled out my phone. Right. And literally while we were recording, Disney had their like D23 conference where they just dropped the Mandalorian trailer and like Marvel shit left and right. And I got so mad. Like. Why couldn't we have recorded the next? Let's talk day? about it now. Let's talk. First of all, everybody keeps asking if I'm blacking out Mandalorian. No, it's a TV show. I'm not blacking out the Mandalorian. So that's weird because I said, "Ooh, there's a Mandalorian trailer," and you said, "Do you want to watch it?" And I was like, "Do you?" Yeah, <laughs> like because I'm not blacking out all new things. I'm blacking out the things that I hold in high regard. Yeah, and Mandalorian to me is going to be fun. Your yeah. McGregor doing Obi Wan is going to be fun. Yep. Um, WandaVision is going to be interesting. Like yeah. the Hawkeye stuff is going to be cool. But, but if like it's like episode nine, episode nine is like, fuck off. Like I saw, I remember the trailer dropped and I was like, fuck it's starting. All right. I have to start. This is earlier than I thought. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was scrolling through Reddit and all I saw was just, all I saw was just like a red line and I knew it was a lightsaber. And I went, nope, nope, nope. Keep going. I went, fuck, fuck already. It's August. What the fuck? And I kept going. Dude, it's um, like three months four yeah. months it's november right uh december like the week the friday before christmas 
oh, December twenty second or something. It's, oh, it's gonna be so juicy. Mm. Mm. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Yeah, from what I've seen of it, it's gonna be real good. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing that does make me happy is that everybody nobody's talking about it really, but mm-hmm. everybody everybody has said just did you shoot the trailer? Oh fuck! Like that's what everybody <laughs> yeah. says. Oh uh, man, so you don't like you still haven't been spoiled at all, right? No. Yeah. No. There's some shit <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I'm just I'm mainly excited because J.J. Abrams doing yeah, it uh, and which, i trust jj yeah i don't tr- so good like i trust jj to a very large degree with blockbusters like this yeah so it's just nope it's gonna be good yep it's gonna be fun. exactly i can't remember the last time jj <laughs> fucked up a big blockbuster i don't think he has so we're in good shape <laughs> yeah we're in yeah good shape a lot of people like to bring up lost like oh remember lost? you mean a tv show yeah which a i loved Lost and i love everything he did and i love his whole idea of let's create a bunch of questions with no answers and he has a ted talk about it uh i forget what it's it's called like the jj abrams mystery box or something like that okay uh which is super cool like the reason he makes things the way he does in that like lost vein that people don't like is like his grand parent i forget it was his grandmother or his grandfather gave him like this box that had a bunch of really cool mystery items in it from this company that you could buy it was basically like a loot box um but like they sold very specific things like you get this box you get all these things but you get this box and you get mystery things and nobody knows what they are and he got it when he was a kid and he's never opened it because it's it's such a it's that box is so much more interesting closed than it is open and like oh it's Trick handcuffs and a sneaky right. and a rabbit in a hat. Right. It, that means it's like, oh, it's just about the anticipation of what is, what yeah. could be. <clears throat> the mystery. Of, I deal with that in hockey. There's yeah. something called a mystery stick where <laughs> on HockeyMonkey.com, if any hockey players are listening, you can, instead of buying a stick that you want, like the Warrior Convert QR3 or something, there's a, uh, the company has something called the mystery bundle, mm-hmm. the mystery stick. And when you order the stick all you do is tell them your hand are you right-handed or left-handed and once you choose like length nope once you choose right-handed or left-handed they choose out of a oh it's usually the past five years they have a giant amount of sticks that never sold Mm. so they have this a picture of a whole bunch of random sticks and they're guaranteed valued at the very least to be 140 bucks which is a really good deal yeah and they can go all the way up to the best stick that came out that year yeah which is right like 200 plus dollars yeah you pay, I pay uh, 80 bucks. Yeah. And you just get one. And you just get a random stick from that pile. Yeah. So it's like, but in hockey, it's very specific because it's like, is it the blade I like? Is it the lie I like? Is it grip or non grip? Yeah. F- what is it going to be? So today I actually bought a stick on Labor Day deal for 50% off. I bought a $160 stick from a company for mm. 80 bucks flat. Nice. And I just went, I could get the mystery stick. <laughs> Or I can just get a stick I know is this like very specific stick. This I've never used this sticks this company stick before. Mm. I don't give a fuck. I was just thinking it's gonna fit me and it's gonna be the right blade I want. And I don't yeah. have to like worry or be concerned about the mystery bundle. But for the long for a long time I did the mystery box. Now and I just, just hunt for deals. Yeah, where that that stick costs the same as the mystery bundle, or maybe only ten dollars more. But I got a really high quality stick that I know is gonna fit me. Yeah, so it's just okay. I'm good. So, how many sticks do you have? Do you like switch out? Uh, so I have, I have two Eastons, a Warrior, and a Seas. So right now, in rotation of what I have for use is four. Okay. I have uh, my Warrior, which is just a brand. They make lacrosse sticks too, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Um, okay. But but that stick is actually beginning to break. 
because okay. something it's starting something something broke inside because you can hear it and it rattles mm. and that's a sign with sticks especially like a, like lower quality sticks that something snapped off during a game and it's it's the, it's a sign of something happening yeah so that will probably last me a while because it's still in pretty good shape but it could go randomly yeah, right. I, I know something's compromised yeah I have two Easton sticks, but I don't like using them because Easton stopped making hockey equipment. So these are the last sticks on the planet. Uh, <laughs> so I don't like using them because I love them. To like keep them. Yeah. Well, I have one that I am using, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to use it too much. And then I have the exact same stick again that's never been touched that I kind of just want to hang on to as long as possible because it's not it no longer. Yeah. This is it. It's a relic. This, <laughs> there's no more. Um, and then I have a backup stick, my CCM, mm-hmm. that I got from a mystery bundle about six years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's finally beginning to go with the toe being beginning to chop off at the uh, end. Yeah. And I'm beginning to see the inside. So I have about four sticks that I have for quote-unquote rotation. But the Warriors just start making noise. And my CCM <laughs> that, is so my, weird. that is my back. I'll, I'll show you. It just rattles. Something rattles inside of it. And then my CCM stick, um, the toe is beginning to fall apart like of the yeah. blade. So I have... Then I have my two sticks I don't want to use because they're basically rare sticks. Mm. So basically two sticks in different stages of deterioration. Yeah. So I need a new stick eventually. Got it. So and if I can get one on a deal and just wait and just like once I get the stick, I'm just going to cut it to my length, tape it up, put it on the wall and not touch it until either the warrior or the CCM goes. Nice. And then new stick time. I have a new stick already made for me. Because uh, the reason I ask, I played lacrosse uh, through middle school and high school, and I always just had one stick. Like, and the head would break, and then I would get a new stick. Like, I would just pick, I would try a bunch of them out, and I would it's go to the lacrosse because lacrosse sticks shop. are shorter. Yeah. And you don't do stick-on-stick contact as much. Yeah. Like, in hockey, the stick's pretty long. People fall on it. You can, people step on it. Like, I have cuts on my blade from people stepping on my stick. Yeah. You whack each other with it. Like, I... I lift people's sticks up and I poke check people shoot pucks at it. Like, so you have multiple for like basically backups, like in case one breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I've seen lacrosse sticks break during a game and I've had one break during like practice, but it's like, you just grab a One of your, like the coach has a bag of extra sticks. (laughs) No sticks. Hockey sticks are super specific to people's height and like their style and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, I also have, like, my backup stick is also the stick I go to if the game starts getting, like, real physical. Mm-hmm. So if it starts getting chippy and people slashing and starting to hit. And Use th- the shitty one. Yeah, I'm like, fuck this. I'm <laughs> like, I don't care if the shitty one breaks. Yeah. Grab the <laughs> shitty one. And I actually have done that where in one of my hockey leagues, I have a old wooden stick. Mm-hmm. And those are heavy as Sweet, fuck. Wait, are your sticks not wooden? No, they're, uh, like, uh, carbon fiber composites. Oh, Interesting. Usually woven with Kevlar to try Got to it. keep them strong. So they're super light, but they break a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So I was, I remember there was this one team for three years we played in a league that were, they were known for just being assholes yeah. and getting shitty. So I started bringing as my backup a wooden stick. So, cause if they slash, it's like, they're going to, you will break a, a modern stick versus a wooden stick. Yeah. And he's a wooden stick will never break against a composite stick. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would bring it and just and just go like, okay, when it starts getting physical, out comes the wood stick, and then they can just keep slashing me all they want. But the, they <laughs> ain't breaking this stick. Yeah, and uh, it worked. They actually stopped uh, being assholes when they saw me get the wood stick because they were like, I have a 
$220 high-end carbon fiber Kevlar woven stick <laughs> that I'm slashing against a $40 wood stick. That's <laughs> solid fucking wood. It's not And hollow. mine is going to break. Yeah, it's <laughs> solid wood. I'm just going to... No. And yeah. then, yay, I'm safe. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, why were we just talking about hockey? You were asking me about my sticks. Because I'm the mystery bundle that I buy. Oh, because we were talking about J.J. Abrams. <laughs> and that originated with D23. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, so back to <laughs> D23. <laughs> I like how often on the show we have to, like, reverse tangent. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a pretty common theme for yeah. us to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> we pinball a lot, but there's sometimes we have to, like, hit the reverse button yeah, for a bit. Yeah, But, yeah, did you end up seeing, like, all the shit they announced while we were recording? I did. I'm still salty about, like. I saw all of it. For the most part, um, the only thing I looked at was the Mandalorian yeah. and the uh, deals they posted. Deals. There's a like three-year deal that oh, yeah. you can sign up for. Or I just a, heard about that. There's a package deal. Yeah. With uh, uh, ESPN Hulu Plus and, ESPN. and Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting either. You're not signing up for it at all? No, I talked about it with my girlfriend and I was saying I'm only going to watch Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Maybe I'll probably watch Marvel stuff. Yeah. She's going to watch the Marvel stuff. But I don't watch things to begin with. I'll hook you up with my account because I am getting one. No, oh, oh, that's very kind <laughs> of you. Uh, and she was saying, you know what? I'm probably not going to watch it enough to really warrant the, yeah. the price tag on it. So I got just you said, guys. No, that's very kind of you. Uh, so, yeah. So this three year deal thing is crazy to me. It's what, like seven bucks a month and less. It's less than that. It's less. I think they did that. when you do the math. I think it's like four bucks a month. Yeah, but like the normal monthly subscription is like seven, seven bucks. bucks. Yeah, and then so they're like, you could sign up now. You could like pre-order Disney Plus for like a hundred forty dollars, and you get it for three years. Yep. Like you get a you pay once, you have it for three years. You basically get like what forty six bucks off the total price. Yeah, which like, is decent. Not bad. I mean, if you're gonna watch it, yeah, it's save money. Why would you not save money? Yeah, exactly. And at least the Marvel stuff, they have announced TV shows that are coming to it for the next three years. So, yeah. like, you know, you're getting these like nine shows. By the way, I read that they are spending fifteen million dollars per episode on the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, yeah, which that's what makes I heard. sense if you see it because it just goes, oh, this is a movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> this like, is yeah, this is a movie. <laughs> that first trailer, I was like, what the fuck? Is this a movie? This is TV now? Like, yeah, this is TV. This is Disney yeah. TV. TVs where the money. Is right now yeah. um although i also read that they will be releasing weekly so you cannot binge it which i like because that's how they're gonna stay relevant and it yeah. makes it more exciting that's what game of thrones did i think they're following the game of thrones model exactly that's like game of thrones was so popular even though it was so bad for like two whole seasons yeah but people were talking about it every like i literally i would get to work on monday morning and be like what you guys think it's because every sunday yeah HBO would light a match and throw it into a pile of fireworks, and yeah. then when that fireworks finally died out, it was time for another match. Just yeah, exactly. Next yeah. Sunday, so they knew social media would light up every single time. Yep. So versus Stranger Things season three, which was amazing, which was over in like a week. People talked about it for a week. Yeah, like I watched it literally in one day. I watched it on July fourth. Some people it took them a week to watch it, but and then there were people it. who it took them like a month to watch. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck you. No one wants to talk to you anymore. So I think it's a good idea. I think it's weird though. Like, what if down the line there's like some better monthly subscription? So, like, they already announced it's they're not going to seven dollars a month normally, they're and then they have the to. Hulu bundle, and then they have this they're, three year they're, deal. They're doing this deal 
to get an initial sign up and then once and they're trusting their content to be good enough that once it comes out people will talk about it and then more people will sign up from that yeah i think you don't think there'll be like a a, no like hulu you could get hulu and spotify as a student think of it this way you will almost never be able to make up the cost of what this project is with the content and the actual like like service deployment Mm -hmm. and uh maintenance off of the initial off of like the first few years yeah you you just won't the sustain the the sustainability and the stock increase comes from the longevity of it yeah like look at netflix netflix was was like crawling along until slowly more and more people kept coming right and then they as they built their army now they're huge right exactly it wasn't netflix came out with all this stuff and relied upon we're going to smash it out the park everybody's going to sign up and everybody's going to stay no that's not the case they built a base you need to build a base and then you need to get more people into the base and that's really the the goal if i was running a company that's what i would do I i would say let's not worry about the cost let's not worry about the loss or the sign up for the first like two years yeah that third year is when it comes into play as where are we at we're popular we're established people yes. know our that. deals like because now the three-year deals coming up for people and people are going to be saying thank god i did it mm. right or they're going to be saying why the fuck did i do it and that's the that's the the point on the timeline where you have to say we are either doing a good job or we're not doing a good job mm-hmm. if i was a project manager or something that's what i would say yeah and I think that's very true for Netflix because they started with nothing. Like, what is Netflix? DVDs being ago? sent to your house. Yeah, DVDs. Yeah, and then, that's what it was. oh, we also have a digital version too, which I think what they launched, they did not expect to be the Netflix of today. Like, like no, I, th- I thought Blockbuster was trying, they offered themselves to be bought by Blockbuster or something, or Blockbuster denied the yeah, sale. They something like, like that. No, <laughs> like, they could have bought them for a few million bucks. <sighs> Whoops. Yeah. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> I think, uh, didn't that the last Blockbuster close down recently? Nope, there's one left. Okay, I was going to say, it's either there's one left in but America here's or I don't there's understand. one left in America closed down If there's recently. one left on the planet, then how is that company still existing? It's a, It was a franchise. So, like, it's oh, basically... So it's privately owned. Yeah, a guy owns a store called Blockbuster that he franchised from the original company, but the original company went out of business, but he somehow still has the rights to have his store be called Blockbuster. But it's still, like, through and through a Blockbuster. Uh, which I think is super cool. That is super If I cool. ever go to that like bumfuck town in Montana or whatever, yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. to that Blockbuster. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> People say like it still smells like a Blockbuster. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the smell of the Blockbuster. Yeah, just like old plastic. Old plastic and tapes. Just, yeah. Mm. yeah, and mm, mm. stale candy. <laughs> the popcorn machine at the front. Oh, God. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, the stuff they announced, like, I'm super into it. I remember when they first announced Disney Plus, I'm like, another one? Stop trying to be Netflix and Hulu. Because, like, part of me sees the impending doom of, hooray, cable's dying. Oh, no, that just means cable companies are comfortable replacing it with streaming services a la carte. Right, and that's going to be the thing. Yeah, Yeah, but now, like, Netflix is, or uh, NBC is taking the office from Netflix and shit like that. But Did you like the quote I sent you? Uh, I forget what it was, but probably not. <laughs> I'm thankful because now I know what I must do. <laughs> Disney as Thanos. I, I will shred this the mark. I will shred this market down to its last platform, and then, with the customer base you've collected for me, create a new one teeming with subscribers that knows not what it has lost, but only what it has been given. 
a grateful industry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's Disney. Um, yeah, you sent me a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, so, yeah. first of all, Moon Knight. Have you heard of Moon Knight? No, you told me about this last episode. I. Oh, really? Yeah. But they hadn't announced Moon Knight then. I think we talked about it after, after the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About Moon Knight being this like moody, like go fuck yourself kind of superhero villain. Yeah, R-rated psychotic Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I think I showed you that quote where he's like in Dracula's castle. Yeah. Because I know you're here, Dracula, you big fucking nerd. Where's my money? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm excited to see that made by oh, Disney. I wonder who they're going to put in that. Moon Knight? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We know uh, a guy who played Jon Snow is going to be the Black Knight in the Eternals. Right. Right. I saw that. I did Which I that. still don't know what that means because I don't know anything about that. Same. Very much same. Very much same. Um, what was the thing I sent you? Oh, yes. Yes. We don't have to go straight to it, but it was the question that I uh, I wanted to ask you about Video Suegos. Video Suegos? Video Suegos. Oh, the... Uh, yeah, we could jump right into that. I, I was just... <laughs> Well, we would have had a well, full-on well, D23 reaction episode if we recorded one hour later. Right. Well, let's do a qu- quick summary. What are your thoughts about the D23 announcements? Uh, pretty exciting. The Honestly, the thing I'm most excited for now, and it's weird that I'm saying this, is WandaVision. Cause, Why? Because the just the poster that they showed for it it's uh wanda and like human vision like paul bettany like in like a like a painting of basically like did you see the poster for it they're in like this 1950s house and she's got like a housewife dress and he's got like a sweater and a button-up thing and it's like a painting of like those classic like uh american americana americana painting of like oh honey like that type of thing uh and everything's black and white and there it's a picture from behind their TV set, like their box top TV. And it's just, you see red light coming out of their TV and anything that's being illuminated by the red light is in color, but like everything else is in black and white and the shadow behind them on the wall, it shows like the shadow of vision is like vision, vision, not Paul Bettany. And he has like the little yellow dot in his head. And the shadow of Scarlet, Witch is like comic book Scarlet, Witch with like the big wing tips on her head. Um, and vision's dead so i think it's gonna be about uh scarlet witch fucking losing her mind and making her own reality where vision's not dead which because like the sh- I, I thought you told me this wandavision was supposed to take place leading up to infinity war no uh no i did not hear that but that's what you said to me because you said black widow does Black Widow, the movie, is takes building, place up to infinity, building up to Infinity War. I thought you told me WandaVision was about what, what Wanda and Vision were up to before Infinity War. I don't think so. I'm Like, I'm... Sounds plausible, but I don't remember saying that. Well, like, it's, it can't it's, be taking place afterwards because it's a whole TV show based about two characters. Yeah. But, like, it could be if it's... If Wanda snaps and creates an alternate reality because she can do that 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 doesn't sound fun to me though yeah i don't know we'll see the the poster looks really wacky and like the poster fits that weird logo for it where it looks like the like a the it's like the font on like a back of a classic 50s car like a thunderbird or something like that like that diner font you know what i I was i was flipping through today Mm. the uh um infinity gauntlet the the comic oh yeah the actual comic do you have it 
uh, no, it was at the bookstore I was at today, mm. and I was flipping through it, and I was I was thinking, holy shit, this comic is way darker than the movie. Yeah, which I was shocked <laughs> at, and it was also the X Men. Oh yeah, which I was super super shocked. Everybody's at. in there. Everybody's in it, and I was just thinking, wow, and they die. Yeah, <laughs> and like the end. Yeah, like I saw Cyclops die, and and uh, Captain America just being like, "You killed him, you monster!" All yeah. this other shit. It's rough. Yeah, but you know what's really rough is just they made Thanos almost invincible. Yeah, in the comic book, like nothing could beat him mm-hmm. other than the gauntlet. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, it was crazy. I haven't read it, but like I remember when like Infinity War was announced, I was like, I did the thing where I just go through like the right, right, the wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me just absorb this through like a secondary means. Yeah, he kills like yeah, it's rough. Ninety percent of, of it was like uh, that was back in the '80s, I think. The Infinity Gauntlet book. Yeah, it kills Thor. Yep. He killed, yeah, he killed everybody. But you know what's cool? I think after reading the comic book and seeing just not ho- not only how maniacal he is. But how just powerful and terrifying he is. Yeah. They do a great job of that in uh Endgame. Yeah. Like, like in that Infinity was, War, he was like stoic and like I'm doing what I must do. Infinity War, he was almost like an old wise man. Yeah. You know, and compared to Endgame, he's a maniacal, psycho enraged. Enraged berserker. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like equally as scary, but in a different way. Like physically scary versus mentally scary. Yeah, he almost doesn't have the same. Uh, he do, he doesn't seem as smart as yeah as Thanos in Infinity War. He was younger by like five years, right? But still, remember like the amount of times Thanos in Infinity War just wouldn't kill, like he wouldn't kill people. Yeah, because it's not his goal. But then like he comes back and he realized, I apparently my plan worked, but like then it didn't. So out the window with that one. <laughs> Let's murder these fuckers. Because his new plan was to shred this universe down to its last atom and build a new one. Which, if he thought about it, he would just repeat the cycle of life where you would once again have finite resources. Yeah. But whatever, Thanos. <laughs> like, whatever. Not to criticize you, but whatever. Um, you do you, man. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, nothing against the D23 announcements. Mm-hmm. I'm more curious than interested. Yeah. I'm interested in Mandalorian. I'm interested in Ewan McGregor. I'm curious you're, about everything else. Yeah, let's. I'm. You're curious about how a Marvel TV show is gonna be. Yeah, just the storylines, the production. I'm just curious as to how it's all gonna come out mm-hmm. compared to interested. Where I'm interested in, you know, the big movies. I'm in, I'm interested in the storyline of the main characters. It's just it's weird how it, that's what's putting me off on actually. I think uh, committing to any of the plans mm-hmm. is because I'm, it's just curiosity, which I can just find once. An episode comes out and I can understand it. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, high school musical TV show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're making so many weird things. They're making a Lizzie McGuire sequel TV show starring mom Hillary Duff. Okay. <laughs> and then like something like every Disney like comic like cartoon movie um is gonna be on disney plus and like every pixar movie i think that's cool yeah that's cool like they're they're not fucking around right 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 that's it's cool. not like most of our things will be on it's like nope do you remember a disney cartoon it's there <laughs> that's cool. uh all of the simpsons um that's neat yep because they own them now which is weird. oh because of fox yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh and then did you see the new show the world according to jeff goldblum no 
Uh, it's just a show where Jeff Goldblum, each episode is about a thing that he's interested in. Like episode one, ice cream. Episode two, shoes. <laughs> and it's just him being uh, 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 Jeff Goldblum uh, about things. Okay. <laughs> Which I'm so excited for. That one I'm going to be watching week to week. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> But don't you love shows like that? No, because I don't understand the cultist, like chic obsession with Jeff Goldblum. Like, He's an interesting who have guy. Jeff Jeff Goldblum shower curtains. That's weird. It's just you've seen those. He's right? a very entertaining guy. Like I think he would be a great uncle to have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you he's know, like a Alton Brown. Like I, just, I love watching Alton, him be interested in things. Alton Brown is very interesting. Yeah, Adam Savage. I like, love his takes on things. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of interesting, what did you think of the new Dave Chappelle special? I loved it. I thought it was very. Funny. I thought it was it, amazing. It was offensive. <laughs> like it was one of his more yeah. offensive ones. I think. I think so. Yeah. But it was. He has a very more like relaxed style of comedy. I think. Or like he just gets up there and talks about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about. It's not like I'm gonna go up there and like cram the funniest jokes I've ever thought of into this one hour special. He's he's very good with his setups. Yeah, because he's I, I never thought of I never thought he was until I thought about a lot more of his bits when I saw the zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes that he got. But Which, that's weird. You sent me that I think this yeah. morning or yesterday. Yeah, that's um, weird. He's a he's he's a very big storyteller, mm. you know, very big storyteller. Which I never thought, I never took him as a storyteller. Yeah, he's he's a storyteller. Like that story about his uh, friend from high school got a law degree and then his yep, yep, wife that one. left him and he was a broke dude from the projects and she took half of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all, it's it's full of stories. Yeah, it's full of stories about um, just even the way he paints it. Mm-hmm. Like okay, so let's. I guess let's say spoiler alert for the Dave Chappelle special. Yeah, if you haven't seen. You should watch it. Uh, moving forward, the uh, bit he has about the uh, LBGTQ community, the car, he makes it a story. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like that a fake like metaphorical story. Yeah, he makes it a story. He yeah. he, he makes a lot of things into this picture that you can follow along. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So yeah, what did you think about the fact that there's people marking it they voted it down to zero percent because it was offensive to all these groups and stuff like that so like comedy like stand-up comedy has always been like this and it's like i don't want to say it's what makes it stand-up comedy because it doesn't have to necessarily but it's a part of stand-up comedy and the current culture like that isn't doesn't jive with that well what do you think about the fact that uh i also saw jim gaffigan's and brian callen brian callen's uh latest specials which are both pretty good Mm -hmm. uh what do you think about the fact that a lot of people keep targeting a a group of comedians um as being part of the 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 bad part of today's culture like they make fun of nick DiPaolo for his special they make fun of joe rogan for having his triggered special called Mm -hmm. triggered he's even though these comedians are doing their take on modern society, that's why they use these terms. Yeah. They're being called out for being this weird alt-right version of comp, which I don't think yeah, no. <laughs> it is, but that's just my opinion. Um, but you know what I mean? It's just that kind of t- 
take on those comedians. Like people saying Dave Chappelle is doing alt-right comedy with his latest special. Yeah. Voted down to 0% of Rotten Tomatoes, which they fucking did. <laughs> was it like critic voted down to 0%? No, that was... Uh, that was The fan. The voted, fan, like the community. you should always ignore. <laughs> because the, it's either wildly inaccurate. <laughs> like, go look at the fan rating for a movie like 2012 with John Cusack. The one where the world ends in 2012. And it's pro- it's like there's no way the movie is that good or there's some type of agenda behind like oh th- like yeah well but what, what do you think about this what do you think about the fact that the majority of people apparently are offended by these stand-up specials and they claim that it is alt-right comedy and that is part of the the bad part of today's society and culture in america and it's it's fostering it and it's i mean so like his <laughs> LGBT, LG, LBGTQ jokes were offensive. Like yeah, I was. I'm, offended oh, I'm not by saying. Them. I'm not saying they're not offensive. Um, they were also pretty funny, and that's what comedy is, and that's all that's important. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 which is, I'm. That's fine. You did it. You made me laugh. You have done your job. Right. That is the job. But right? then. I do completely understand and agree with the fact that there are going to be people watching that who feel very strongly that way. Like there's something wrong with LGBT people and right. That message is always, can always be skewed. Yeah. And, and taken then in the wrong context. Dave Chappelle said it, it's okay to feel this way in public. And then it, it makes it everything right. worse. I mean, I feel like Jim Jeffries mentioned this in his latest special mm-hmm. where he talks or in, in his first special when he has the, uh, Again, spoiler alert, he has a bit about uh, miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And he openly mentions, he goes, so I realize out of the amount of people in the audience tonight, that's one of you probably had a miscarriage. Like, like he has to, he has to, he acknowledges it, yeah. right? Daniel Tosh is known for saying some fucked up shit all the time. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Jesselnick. Jesselnick is another guy who openly says some fucked up shit and he just embraces it. Yeah. Um, Ricky Gervais pisses off a lot of people on purpose, on purpose, <laughs> you know? And I feel like in times like this, uh, I have to go on the side of what the community of comedians say, mm-hmm. not the fans of comedy. I go yeah. to see, well, what does Whitney Cummings say about this? What does Patton Oswalt say about this? What, yeah. do, what, what does, you know, uh, Eddie Pepitone say about this? What does, you know, what do these people say? What does Sarah Silverman say? People who have like an, an authority on the subject. People who have been foundational com, foundational pieces to modern comedy and, yeah. and what it is now. And not only that, but like a guy like Patton Oswalt, I think, is so well respected within every community because of his intelligence level alone. Exactly. Just like how smart yeah. he is. That yes. I remember because I remember the I remember and I, I was shocked to see it because I don't expect Patton Oswalt to get involved in it. Because Patton is a super left uh, swinging guy, mm-hmm. but he came out and defended Daniel Tosh. What did Daniel Tosh do? Uh, it was the last time Daniel Tosh got attacked for doing something about suicide or something about you know something rape that or something horrible. By. Yeah, something horrible. And <clears throat> I was shocked, but I was really happy to see that Patton came out and actually said something. And he says something along the, along the lines of, like you said, like comedy has the opportunity or opportunity like i'm paraphrasing his what he said yeah. but he says something along the lines of comedy is going to be offensive 
comedy is supposed to be an open forum to discuss things that you otherwise otherwise would never discuss. Mm-hmm. And whether you release that tension and anxiety or your your negative feelings about it by laughing or by getting angry, congratulations, you've been impacted by comedy. <laughs> just he, yeah. he, he was he, he's something along something along those lines of just it sucks. You, you got offended. You got insulted. You got hurt. That is a part of of comedy bits at times. And if you're in that position, like I always, I always think this, if you're going to be offended, don't go to a comedy show. They're going to make fun of minorities and fat people. And they're going to make fun of, you know, disabilities. They're going to make fun of who you vote for. You're going to get made fun of for something, what you're wearing. They do that constantly. Just pick people out of the crowd, (laughs) right? You get made fun of for anything. You'll get made fun of for going up and taking a piss. Yeah. Like I've never had the idea that comedy is a a place where you don't say certain things. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like, I don't like, uh, I I do get offended by things within comedy. I do get, um, upset about hearing them, Mm -hmm. but I don't attack the comedian for it because you go, I'm offended by that. It's like, ah, that sucks. I don't like that joke. I'll move on by it. Proper reaction. (laughs) It's just, ah, that's like to me. That's why I don't listen to Daniel Tosh. Oh, really? I'm not a fan of Tosh. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad comedian. I'm not saying vote his shit down to zero because he clearly has a, a crowd that likes his stuff. His stuff is at a level I don't like. Lisa Lampanelli. I also Lampinelli don't like Lisa Lampanelli. Me. I hate Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> I didn't. Like, she was funny at first. Yeah. Because I understood what she was doing in the big picture about just how she was debasing everybody, not just one group. Yeah. It's just, no, you're all fuck fuckheads. Yeah. You're all disgusting and you're all smelly and weird. Like everybody ever. Yeah. And she's like, look at my big Jew nose. Yeah. It's great smelling like black man's assholes. Like that. Yeah, like she's just like, like oh. she, like, don't get me wrong. I got turned off by her because of the amount of time she just talked about getting fucked by black guys where it was just, come on, Lisa, like you can have better jokes than this. I, yeah. After the third special, but she's funny. Yeah. And on, she she was amazing on Rose. I loved her on Rose, you know? So it's it's not like she's a bad comedian. I'm saying don't listen to Lisa Lampanelli. Mm-hmm. I just stopped listening to her. Right. It's that simple. Yeah. And same with me. Like, I immediately found her, like, I did not like her at all. Like, like she was just overly crass. Like, offensive, yes, which I'm fine with. But, like, cr- like big G nose for smelling black guys assholes. Like, that, ill. <laughs> I don't. That's not. See, to me, it's funny, but like, I don't want to hear about it for three specials. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I get it. And I like to me, it was. I don't want to hear that. Okay. Nope. I don't want to hear the immediate next joke either. So I'm done with leasing it. Yeah. So that makes sense. Daniel Tosh, I have seen in person. Oh, did you like? I I saw him in high school. Was he good? Yeah. My first reaction to him was he was shockingly skinny. Like I, I have a picture of me like with my arm around him, and he was very like frail. Yeah, uh, which is skinny man. Um, Tony Hinchcliffe is pretty skinny as well. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, like you know, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of comedy that like I'm not a big fan of barstool sports. Mm. Right, I don't hate them. Yeah. I don't think they're absolutely horrible. It's just I'm not their demographic. Yeah, so that's it. You Are know? they like offensive? It's like frat boy humor. Yeah. If you think about it. From what I've seen, they have like a pizza review show and they went to a place and the guy told him that he couldn't record there and then he was getting really aggressive. And then he like threw his pizza on the ground. He's like, oh, fuck you. This is Barstool Sports. You just fucked yourself. Yeah. It's like, basically, right, that's basically the attitude. Like that with, guy. That's, a, that's the attitude <laughs> of a lot of the stuff. It's just, yeah, it's not my thing. But 
all I'm saying is that like I I listened to the Dave Chappelle special, and granted, it's not like I was attacked individually based off of anything I do in my lifestyle, mm-hmm. but. I wasn't. I mean, even the Asian joke he did. I was gonna say like <laughs> that was hilarious. Fat Asian joke. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. And he, was, he was just. But that's how I feel inside. Like, like that was. That <laughs> was also such a bad impression. <laughs> but he, it's a bad impression on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's what I think is, is real funny. And and I laughed. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. And that's such a also such like a. <laughs> I was laughing. I was driving from the Y. I was driving away from the Y when when that part. When Were you listening hit. to the special? Yeah, when the bit hit and I was laughing hysterically. And then I watched it and his his physical was even funnier. I thought it was funny. I didn't feel attacked. Now, am I special because, you know, oh, like tighten up, you know, you, you pussies and don't get so butthurt. But no, it's just I wasn't impacted by that. Yeah. That just I was I didn't take it as a personal affront for right. whatever reason. I don't know why. Right. I just I, maybe it's because I know he's married to an Asian woman. Yeah. <laughs> he's been with for like eight years now. So yeah, and like, how like, he, <laughs> like how he mentioned that he told her that joke and she did not like yeah. it. And he's like, yeah. well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's funny. So. Exactly. You know, it's just it's funny. And I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. So that's funny to me. It's not funny to me when somebody goes like ching chong like yeah that's not funny it's not funny it could, exactly <laughs> but the people who say it are thinking it's somewhat snarky to say in a humor in a, a way with humor yeah and it's just no you just you, no it's just not funny yeah it's just you know what i mean um so it's just not the same uh maybe i would have been maybe i would have taken that joke differently by dave if he was white yeah, and he wasn't black and he's not a minority. Right. You know, I, I think there is a type of unspoken understanding as another minority that I, like, I get where he's coming from when mm-hmm. he makes jokes about race compared to a white person. Maybe I would take it differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's also not a lot of white comics that would do that fucking joke, I think, because it, they know it wouldn't be perceived as funny from a white guy. Yeah, exactly. And like when he did that joke. Like, I still, like, it, it, like, hit me. The initial hit of it was as if a white guy did that joke. I was just like, that's just, just offensive. <laughs> like, it wasn't super funny to me. And I was laughing. I was laughing. When you, like, peel back the joke and, like, there's a joke beneath that of, like, it's really a trans joke, not an Asian <laughs> joke. Yeah. It was It's funny. good. It's a good fucking joke. <laughs> but, it's a genius joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's fantastic. I think what a lot of people are so upset about is they Dave Chappelle has always been this guy to point out how racist white people are. Yeah. And now he's doing not anti LGBT jokes, but jokes but he's, about he, he's LGBT. making jokes about other minority groups. Exactly. When he's been it's fighting like, for his minority so intently. Exactly. So I think that's what it is. And I I agree with those people out there. Tank has thing on rotten tomatoes to make it so nobody watches it eh, maybe a bit not. far a bit far i mean yeah. i get it you're right but i get like, it i get it but at the same I time you have every right to be offended by that but, but, uh, I, but, but i yeah no you have every right to be offended by any of it but i just didn't see i i don't see the it's very different i think if nick DiPaolo comes out and says fuck democrats and you're a fucking pussy if you vote blue and with your pussy hats and all this other shit like that's a place of 
of anger almost. Yeah. You know? Granted, that's his style. Nick DiPaolo plays a pissed off guy style. Yeah. Not in the same way as like a guy like Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, Bill Burr comes off more as just being fed up with shit. Yeah, crotchety. Yeah, <laughs> like, just crotchety old just, oh, look what the fuck, you're dead. Like, <laughs> like oh my God. Just, God. I love his voice. You burned the fucking meatloaf again. Just like, you know, that's... I could listen to him scream for hours. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, like that, that's, that, that's his style, and it's it's different. And and I don't think Nick DiPaolo is that offensive. I think Nick DiPaolo is a little bit more of an angry guy. I listened to him in, in, on a podcast episode with Joe Rogan recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not recently, but the last time he was on. And he was definitely coming off as just angry. <laughs> like upset. Like Joe being to the point of saying like, yo, why are you so mad about, why are you so mad about uh, like the woman's march? What, what's what's yeah. wrong, dude? Like to the point where I think Nate DiPaolo is, is, is maybe seesawing into a, a, a pool of anger of where he's coming from instead of just a like, observational style of comedy. Yeah. I think it's coming more from just back in my day, fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just like genuine anger. Yeah. About what things are, what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, I think it's different. I think, it, I think it, it really matters. Like you said about who it comes from. Yeah. In that regard. But no, I was, I could, there are definitely a lot of jokes in the, in Chappelle's uh, special where I, I was just going, Ooh, <laughs> like that was, Oh, that was bad. I mean, that was good, but that was, Ooh, honestly, can't the, you said it. the first one, which by the way, I've listened Hilarious. to 1999 by Prince like 20 times since I heard that special. Cause I'm like, God damn, that song is a bop, but he talks about how Anthony Bourdain had the best job in the world and killed himself. Yes, I know. And then he had a friend who got fucked over by life and he recommended that yeah. he kill himself. Yeah, it was, that was an amazing, oh. amazing bit to open on. I yeah. was laughing so hard. And like, I honestly, I love the way he like interwove 1999 into it. And the way he was just saying, this motherfucker flew around the world <laughs> eating exotic with amazing people with amazing and people hung himself. and then hung himself <laughs> in a high-end suite in paris france <laughs> yeah it yep. was it was a great bit it was a perfect bit to start off on like he walked on stage singing prince <laughs> yeah it was it's a good it, it was a good special it, yeah i mean it's hard for me as a fan to ever shit on dave Chappelle's bits yeah but if i detect if i thought that dave Chappelle was coming out and and saying shit from a place of of venom mm-hmm. or a place of anger. I don't think he is. No, I think he's just saying shit. He even like the, the 37 year old pussy is never good joke. And he runs off stage because <laughs> yeah. he, because he knew the reaction. Yeah. He know, he and, knows the reaction. And like, the I'm sure the running off stage is part of the joke. Yes. Like, yes. And then act like you're scared of the women in the audience and run yes. off stage. Like, but it's because I have said he knows, <laughs> he can, he knows that this is going to be so offensive and that's why it's going to be funny. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing, thing as good. Good. Po- there's no such thing as good thirty-seven-year-old pussy, yeah, and he runs away. That was that was a cool, and everybody in the crowd did. They went ooh, ooh. <laughs> they, oh. every dude in there was there with his thirty-seven-year-old yes. girlfriend. Yes, and it was hilarious. Yeah, it is an amazing fucking bit. So good. It was such a great delivery. The setup you never saw it coming. Yep. you never thought about he that he was gonna say that, and then he drops it, and it was yeah. just fucking a 
beautiful mushroom cloud. He that that's a new thing he does. Like reacts to his own jokes. Like I've noticed that he's done. He's been like, doing it since the Chappelle show. Oh really? Well, he uh, says something just and he just starts cracking himself. He up. like slaps the mic yes. across his yes. leg. <laughs> he's been doing that since. If you go back and watch Chappelle, not the skits, the actual yeah, show the episodes. Yeah. When he does bits in between, he'll laugh and just be like. He'll he'll laugh sometimes in the middle of the punchline. Yeah, he'd be like, "Okay, you know, <laughs> he's like, oh, oh. You, that's you, so good." You know, what's funny is when, uh, you know, like, when Paul Mooney says blah blah blah, blah white people or something. Yeah, just like, like he he does it all the time. I also loved his impressions in the middle. I've been working on impressions. I only have two. One of them was the founding fathers of America, and the other one was. <laughs> even though I'm a big fan of you, if you've ever done anything that I don't like, even if it was 10 to 15 years ago, I'm going to take everything away from you, no matter what. Guess who that is? And a bunch of people were like, Charm, he goes, that's you. You motherfuckers. <laughs> you motherfuckers are the hardest people I've ever had to try to make laugh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Which is, I'm just, I'm glad he's back. Uh, like, remember when Dave Chappelle uh, was gone? Oh. Uh, and then there were like sightings. Like someone just posted this picture to Twitter and Dave Chappelle was there. Oh my god, he he just showed up in a in a comedy room in London. Just did forty five minutes and left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, oh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome that he's back. I think that's great. Speaking of back, did you know Eddie Murphy's coming back <laughs> for comedy? He's doing a. He got signed by Netflix for a seventy million dollar stand up. Jesus. His oh last stand up was delirious. Jesus, really. The purple leather suit. That was the last special he did. I hope he comes out dressed like crazy. Wait, the purple leather suit. I don't know if I've ever seen Delirious. Yeah. Raw is the one in red. The red one, yeah. Delirious that one is, I've seen like You haven't seen Delirious when he's no. in purple? <gasps> I've seen Raw like 10 times. Delirious is just as good. Delirious is just as good as Raw. Nice. Okay, cool. I'll oh my that God. It was on Netflix. That's exciting that he's coming back. I hope he's like old Eddie Murphy, not like daddy day camp well you know what's funny well you know what's funny about eddie murphy coming back is that he said he never wanted to come back yeah i remember reading it i think it was a gq interview or something and he they were saying you were the king of stand-up yeah you were high you were regarded as having the some of the if not the some of the best stand-ups of all time you were going down as one of the greatest stand-up comedians you did two specials yeah why why did you just stop yeah and i believe he i believe if i remember he said something along the lines of I was doing comedy and I loved it. And after Delirious, I realized like I accomplished that. Like I accomplished yeah. what I wanted with my stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I hit the bits I wanted. I got the laughs I wanted. And I I became the comedian I pictured myself being. So I did it. Yeah. Why so, keep why, going and burn out? Why yeah. ruin it? So he yeah. said no. So they were I like respect that. So they said, Are you ever gonna come back? He goes, I don't have a desire to come back to stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I ever do, I will. But I don't have a, there's nothing craving to get back on the stage yeah. and to start telling jokes again. And so, then Netflix responds by pushing a pile of cash across the table. Netflix, Netflix just said, here's, here's 20. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I have no here's, desire. Here's, here's 50. 50. I don't have any good material yet. Here's 70. I could make it work. <laughs> this is our final offer, 70 million. <laughs> yeah. um, I could come up with something. <laughs> I could come up with a That's That's exciting. Opposite. It's ex- I think that's the most exciting thing because as every comedian has said, you need to do reps to keep your rhythm. You mm. need to be doing sets to figure out your the timing you need to uh, of your bits. Yeah. You need to be doing work. Which has he been doing? No. So he's just going to come out and do a special. Well, nobody knows. Aye. That's the thing. Nobody knows how, how he's going to do 
you know so when louis gonna do another special because he's still he's doing bits doing bits and stuff (laughs) like dave's bit about (laughs) louis there's nothing less intimidating than a man with gum on his stomach (laughs) oh yeah yeah oh god Yeah, that was good. Everybody go, if you haven't listened, even though he spoiled some things, go watch Sticks and Stones on Netflix. Yeah. And if you're offended, remember, you clicked on his face. Yes. That's... <laughs> Which he says in the bit. Yep. You, all you motherfuckers watching me on Netflix at home, if you're offended by this, you, you clicked, clicked on, on my, my face. face. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> this is on you. This is on you. Yeah, no. It's, oh, he's so good. And it's because he knew that was going to happen. Joe Rogan does it, too, where he says, like... um. In his last, in his last two specials, he goes, "Just jokes, people. Just jokes. <laughs> Just like I hate the fact that I have to say it's a joke. Yeah. But too many people, too many of you think what I'm saying is actually happening. <laughs> so when I talk about beating my wife, that is a joke. <laughs> like, I didn't um, was it he that did that? I think Jim Jeffries also did something serious too, uh, something similar, right? Yeah, Jim Jeffries says something along the lines of uh, like." Now, I realize a lot of you might be offended by the things I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're I'd jokes. like to remind you that this is comedy. I'm, out, I'm, here, I'm, here to, I'm here to let you know that I am Jim Jeffries, the comedian, and not Jim Jeffries, the, the gun, uh, gun legislation activist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a comedian. I want to watch him again, too. I like Coke. I like drinking. <laughs> He's like, and yeah, here I am. This is who I am. So you're here. And for those who didn't know you were coming to a Jim Jeffrey show and you thought I was going to be talking about, you know, gun, like the, the gun legislation for an hour. Surprise. <laughs> I love him so yeah. much. Yeah. I love his delivery. I love when he does like that, that loud ramble thing where he's like almost slurring his words. Yeah. For those of you who didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's very good. God, he's so good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, I love comedy. Love comedy. I love comedy. I need a new... Oh, Bill Burr's new special drops in seven days. Ooh. September 10th or 12th, I think, Ooh. on Netflix. Nice. Oh, it's going to be good. That's going to be good. Bill Burr has been consistently amazing Yeah, for him. so long now. He's like he's a comedian I would like hang out with, too. <laughs> like, just because I feel like it would be fun to like just go to a bar with him and just watch him be in yeah. the world. Yeah. He's uh yeah, he he's got to be a fun guy. He's yeah. got to be a fun guy. We should get him on to guest. Uh he has the Bill Burr podcast. Yeah. The Monday morning Thursday afternoon podcast if you haven't seen that. It's Monday morning and Thursday afternoon. Yeah, cuz he does half of the episode on one day and the other half the other day and he huh. posts like in between. Interesting. So it's either the Monday morning or the Thursday afternoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Cool. Uh, you hungry? I am hungry. I was about to say when you said I love comedy, I was gonna say I love Chipotle. Let's go. Oh, oh! Before we go, yes, you did my little technique on that Saturday. I did. Did we talk about that on the show? No, we haven't, s- I haven't seen you since. So <laughs> no, but like, did we talk about what you did? Yes, on the show. Or I talked was about that their, in person. No, we did it on the show. Yeah. So you starve yourself. You wake up. You don't eat anything until like five thirty. Yeah, at five thirty. I it was uh, last Saturday or whatever. I did chores, 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 chores. Like I was feeling really good. Now was this consciously? You you nope. thought I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I told you it was by accident. Right, right. Like hey, I right. accidentally did exactly what you described yesterday. You, now did you plan on a Chipotle burrito or you you realized nope. you were doing what I was doing? I realized I was doing what you. No, hold on. 
it was so i woke up i woke up fairly early i was home alone all day i had a bunch of chores to do and i just started doing them and it felt good and then i took a break and i watched an episode of tv i've been watching the good place it's really funny Mm -hmm. um i watched an episode of that chores for chores cleaned went out did grocery shopping when i was grocery shopping i realized i was hungry and they they always tell you don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry because you'll end up buying too much food because you're like yeah that looks good that looks good that looks good that looks good um so came home dropped off the groceries put everything in the fridge and i was like i'm gonna go out like i i just bought a bunch of food that i can prepare right now but like i earned this i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get like a meal meal and goddamn i'm hungry holy shit it's like 4 35 o'clock and i haven't eaten or whatever i forget when it was but um and i was thinking like what's around don't want fast food maybe panera there's a chipotle i haven't got chipotle in a while oh my god i'm doing the dubs thing <laughs> i spent all day working didn't eat at all and now i'm going to stuff my face with chipotle and it was amazing so i just sent you a picture at like five o'clock of a half-eaten burrito how did it feel it, exactly the way you described and then i uh swung by duncan on the way home just because at that point i was doing the dubs thing i'm like might as well follow through and get a coffee right so i got a coffee chilled for the rest of the day it was amazing you felt good yeah like there's something weird about like hungry energy like you wake up have a big breakfast and then you're kind of like oh that's good and yeah. then you feel good for the rest of the day but you wake up and like i wasn't hungry in the morning but you wake up have an empty stomach you just like you go like you're running on fumes but somehow it's like you, you just keep moving your body keeps going yeah exactly you, you, it's yeah you've got like that tired alertness like hungry alertness type of thing it's like that same feeling you get when you have to pee and there's no bathroom immediately nearby yeah and you just go oh that's Whoop. a priority. Gotta find that. <laughs> and you're like dialed up to 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, ooh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm alive, I'm alive. Like, it, it, it invigorates you. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna yeah. do it again? Uh, maybe. maybe. I would have done it today if I didn't, like, I woke up today, I'm like, today's gonna be a good, just relaxing Labor Day, and I just got Dunkin' Donuts in the morning when I got my coffee. And I got an everything bagel toasted with cream cheese, which I haven't gotten in a while. That felt good. it usually gives me a little bit of heartburn. Yeah, I know. I remember you saying that. But, uh, no, it's good. It's a good day. I'm getting hungry now. Especially because, like, last, I was, like, half hour, like, I could feel it. I'm hungry. <laughs> You're hungry? Yeah. I didn't get hungry until right now when I started talking about it. Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> Where yeah. are we going? I don't know. Can we end on one more subject? Yes. You live near a Chipotle and a Chick-fil-A. So I said, I was thinking Chipotle or Chick-fil-A. Yes. And you said that you don't get Chick-fil-A. I will not buy Chick-fil-A. For obvious reasons. Yes. Do you have a... <laughs> care to elaborate at all oh uh because they are politically activated against uh gay rights yeah so like uh, honestly that's all you need to say <laughs> i was I, I was in the repair room working on a computer when uh our well i don't know if you're close to her but uh one of my good friends steph yeah came in and i said hey did you hear like a chick-fil-a's opening or something and she said i will never eat chick-fil-a i will never go buy chick-fil-a she yeah. said and i said whoa What's the big deal with chicken, eh? And she went, no, they act, they lobby against gay rights. Yeah. So that company doesn't want me to marry my fiance. Yeah. And I went, I will not buy Chick-fil-A. She's like, <laughs> she said, she even said, she said, no, no, no. Like, I won't be mad at you if you go buy Chick-fil-A. And I was like, no, fuck that. Why would I give them my money when you're my friend? Yeah. And I have plenty of gay friends. I'm not going to be putting my money against them in the legislation. Yeah. So fuck it. However, 
my friend uh, uh my friend colin who was on and was a guest yeah uh, yeah he bought me chick-fil-a nuggets at work the other day mm-hmm. like last week two weeks ago and i had my first chick-fil-a bite he said i bought you chicken nuggets and i said you didn't have to do that he said but i was at chick-fil-a and i figured i wanted you to try it here you go yeah and i had it and i went wow this is really good I, i've I never had the nuggets hype. it's like their their chicken sandwiches like bananas delicious it's pretty good um i've never had that well, i'm not saying it's a i'm not saying it's bad i'm saying i don't yeah. i don't like the evangelical exactly evangelical spirited lobbying against. same with hobby lobby yeah same thing with hobby lobby uh nestle wants to own water yep. so i'm trying to avoid nestle products poor people <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah so where are we gonna go i don't know um not chick-fil-a <laughs> not Chick- uh, unless you buy for me and no case. which you don't need to. That do honestly that. sounds weird because I said like earlier, you're like, I won't buy it. You could buy it for me. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> you won't spend your money on Chick-fil-A, but you'd be fine for me spending the same amount of money for you. Yes. Because I cannot. <laughs> Still goes into their pockets, but it doesn't come out of your pocket. Yes. <laughs> but it goes into your mouth. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not buying you Chick-fil-A. <laughs> good. So we're not going to Chick-fil-A. So that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, luckily, Chipotle doesn't stand for anything, so let's go get Chipotle. We can do, well, there's a lot by here. There's yeah, Chipotle, there is. there's Red Robin, there's a Longhorn Steakhouse. Let's, uh, let's browse. Let's browse? Well, let's do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. try it again that's why we test that's why we test hopefully um, you can hear me on this one yeah i think i think we can hear you can yeah. you hear me i'm the milkman my milk is delicious <laughs> you had a chance to not have that sentence be in our mic test does it does it bother you does that sentence bother you it kind of does does it really it's i don't like it it doesn't bother me i'd just rather if it didn't exist it offends you no, no. i just don't like it you just don't like it okay all right Sounds good. Um, well, no worries. Let's uh, let's see how it sounds.